Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Uh, I was reminded the other day of a uh, story, and uh, this isn't a funny story because sometimes my funny stories I laugh at, and then when I say them in person, nobody laughs at. So this is just a story that uh, I was hearing about and uh, listening to and reading about, but then it has a real uh, practical connection for me that I got to witness. But it talked about how there was this old gentleman that would go and he would cut down a tree and then he would chop it up and then there was this young kid that he would just go and try to help. And, you know, he would work and work and work and work. And then he'd be exhausted. And this older gentleman, he would just cut and chop and cut and chop and cut and chop. And then he would stop. For every 45 minutes, he would stop for 15 minutes and not take a nap like the young man that was just working so fiercely and hard. He just took 15 minutes to take a nap while the old gentleman sharpened his axe, sharpened his axe. And so I think it's so important that we sharpen our axe because sometimes we're going so fast that we don't understand. Like we need to rest, but it's as important in our rest that we sharpen our axe, that we sharpen our minds, our hearts to hear and see the truth of Jesus. And where this all comes into play, some of you know, and some of you have helped out, which we appreciate the firewood that the church has. We cut up and we just, uh, you know, burn it in the winter or in the campfires. And um, But there was a guy that came and helped and his his chainsaw was fast and powerful. I think it's a $1,200 chainsaw. It's like used by the professionals. And he was so fast, but then he stopped. You could ask my dad, this happened, sat on the ground and sharpened the bar, the blade, the chain, whatever you call it on a chainsaw. And then he went and he did it again. And it was so fast and powerful. And then he went and sat down on the ground and sharpened it again. And I think, man, what a reminder of the importance that we sharpen our acts. We sharpen our mind and our heart to respond to God in his obedience. As we continue, we look at uh, Hebrews 8, 6 that we finished on last week as we looked at Mother's Day and how we can rest and remain in Jesus, as it says in John 15, 1 through 5. But this is Hebrews 8, 6. But in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as a covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one, since the new covenant is established on better promises, established on better promises. Another uh, translation says founded on better promises, the foundation of what God has done through Jesus, the new covenant, the oath that he sent himself in the flesh. Jesus, completely man, but completely God gave us the promise, the promise. Uh, you might say the promise of God. What does that mean? Well, in Hebrews 6, 18, backtracking a few weeks, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. 6, 18 says it is impossible for God to lie. This is built on better promises because it's impossible to lie. 
So what God has given us through his son, Jesus, is better. Let me just read this whole uh, passage, Hebrews 6, 13 through 20. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. And we understand, according to Scripture, we are joint heirs with Jesus. Verse 18, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Verse 19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The order of Melchizedek confirmed with the oath that Jesus gave that God, his father, has now made it not for men to obey laws and rules, but for us to live and reside in the love and presence and hope of Jesus. We can understand his peace. This is the better promises that have been founded for us. As we look at Hebrews 6, 17 and 18, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. And now going on to Hebrews uh, 8, seven and eight. For if there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, and you can research this in the uh, study Bible or study guide or get a Bible that does have some helps that goes back to the original language or translation or gives you proper context. It can also be, but God found, found fault and said, to the people and said to the people, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. As we look at the next several verses, we find that these represent Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. I was going to hold off until tomorrow to give you uh, Kellen White's video and it has a devotional which i still will do an email and check that out and i think it's going to help you this week and we're going to try to do this uh mid-month every month just to present a devotional thought that you can ponder on you can meditate you can ruminate like a cow chewing its cud and think about it over and over and apply it to your life little by little as god opens doors and reveals things but this comes from hebrews these words in uh comes from jeremiah excuse me these words in hebrews so we look at this it will not be like the covenant i made with their ancestors when i took them by the hand to lead them out of egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant and i turned away from them declares the lord this is it will not uh 
be like the covenant I made with our ancestors because they did not remain faithful. This is when it's up to people, when it's up to your uh, resources, up to your decisions, up to what you can accomplish. This is completely devoted on Jesus, surrender to Jesus. When you surrender, you throw your hands up and say, I'm done. Somebody has mentioned marriage, that you surrender. You surrender to the fact that I am married, I am chosen, I am choosing. So I am not still fighting, I'm still not trying, I'm still not looking, but I am surrendered to the fact that this is my spouse. I'm surrendered to the fact that Jesus is Lord. I'm surrendered to the fact that Jesus wants to give me life, that Jesus wants to change something in me. I'm surrendered. They did not remain faithful when it was all on their own. I was reminded, as I mentioned previously, the interview I had with Dan Lamus, spiritual mentor, awesome friend. He shared when he was 19, he came to the point in his life where he had to surrender his dreams. He had to give up what he thought was his plan and surrender to believing God had something better. God has something better. You can have the biggest dream. You can plan it all out in your mind. You can have how you're going to help people, how God's going to use you. But until we, well, be still and know, product placement, be still and know that God is good. We are going to be filled with anxiety and fear because we are surrendered to who Jesus is. Surrender to who Jesus is. We move on in Hebrews. This is verse 10 of chapter 8. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. This is not laws that are written that you choose to follow, but these are the ways of Jesus that transform your mind, that renew your heart, that bring you into experience of who Jesus is, that help us to realize and understand the truth of Jesus is not some religious activity. It's not some thought pattern, but it's the changing of your complete mind to understand that Jesus is living in our flesh, that Jesus wants to be so close to us that our very heartbeat, he knows and he counts and he helps and he's with us. So instead of looking at a piece of paper, a document saying, because you are of this genealogy, because you have this family, because you have so this money, because you have these resources, this is what you need to follow. Jesus said, no, I abolished that. That's all done. I came to fulfill the law and say that instead of looking at the those things simply look at me, Jesus, God's son. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. Are we allowing God to put his thoughts and make them our thoughts to have our hearts break with the things that break his, his heart, to have our hearts rejoice with salvation and discipleship and people following Jesus, being set free? Do we rejoice with the things that God rejoices at? As we look at Hebrews 8.11, we find these words, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, for they will all know me, for the least of them to the greatest. And this, they all will know me. The Greek word 
says to know, to understand, to recognize, to realize. And as we um, look, studied further, gnosko, I've mentioned it before. I thought it was Greek, but I guess it's Hebrew. Um, but it says to know through experience. So it's not just a transfer of information. It's not just knowledge, but knowledge applied is wisdom. Someone said that I've never had an original thought, which I agree with. But once you hear a thought, once you hear something and learn to apply it directly to your everyday life, and then you live it, you experience it. Gnosko, this is what God is saying. Instead of saying, learn this information Jesus is saying, no, experience my love, my freedom, my forgiveness, my help, whatever you're going through, whatever situation that we can know that God is for us, that God loves us, that we can understand and we can believe and we can trust and we can walk in obedience and compel others the same way that as we lay down our dreams, we can trust that his promise is better. His promise will be fulfilled to make us what we were created for. We are a masterpiece. Let us walk and step and know his love. Hebrews 8.12, For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. What, a, what an awesome thought. What an awesome thought of who Jesus is. And as we think about communion, you can grab the elements now or we will have them individually wrapped. Yes, it tastes like styrofoam, but it's not how it tastes. It's what it represents this evening at four. Again, no need to uh, RSVP. There will be a way we can um, keep track for contact tracing. Masks are required, but four o'clock at 4940 Waterbury Stowe Road, Waterbury Center, 05677. We'd love to have you be a part this evening to remember as we remember now, Jesus said he will forgive our wickedness and we, he will remember our sins no more. And so by calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete is outdated and will soon disappear. Trying on your own is obsolete. Following the law is obsolete. Surrendering to Jesus, understanding, realizing, and experiencing that he has completed everything. He said, it is finished. It is complete. I have done it. And so I can sit back at the right hand of the Father and intercede for you because it's already done. This is the hope that we have. It will soon disappear. Many have said that this last year, year and a half, it's made us long for Jesus to return. In some ways, I agree, and not to over-spiritualize, in many other ways, I say, God, be, be patient. Be patient, because we have friends, we have family, we have neighbors that do not know him. And though it will soon disappear, oh God, please, Jesus, Speak and reveal that your way is the way that others would know your salvation. So, um, this is seltzer because <laughs> they individually wrapped that save just for tonight. 
But on the night Jesus was betrayed, he, he took the cup. And um, he said, when you drink, drink remembering what I've done, the sacrifice that I choose to receive because God has told me this is how the better promises can be established. This is the truth of who he is. So Jesus, as we drink, we remember your sacrifice with great humility and gratitude. We say thank you, Jesus, because your blood gives us forgiveness. May we choose to walk in your forgiveness. Take and drink. And on that night, he was betrayed, the Last Supper. He took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you, beaten. Beyond the point of recognition, the Bible says, you couldn't even tell he was human. His flesh was ripped from him. So that we wouldn't have to go and offer sacrifices. We wouldn't have to find a dove or a lamb or whatever was required by the law. We could know that Jesus fulfilled the law. We could take and remember. So Jesus, as we take this bread or cracker or whatever tastes like styrofoam, we just remember what you have done. And we are filled with awe and amazement because it's not based on our efforts, but it's based on who you are. So may we choose to abide and remain and rest and experience your love, your forgiveness, your healing, and your freedom. Take and eat. Silence can be difficult at times, but we are so pleased that God loves us and he's for us. And we just want to close with this prayer. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I acknowledge and I receive and I choose to live in your forgiveness because I need it. And I struggle every day and I'm tempted over and over. And I should know that Satan knows where he could come at me. But too easily do I surrender to him instead of to you. So God, help me to courageously and obediently choose you and to make you known to others. Thank you, Father. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.